Welcome everyone. This is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource. Joining me is Matt Drinkwater. He's the CEO of Bright Mountain Media. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Jeff. So, Matt, for those that aren't familiar with Bright Mountain, can you just give us a quick overview of the company? Sure, Jeff. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Um, Bright Mountain Media is, uh, the easiest way to think of us, is a digital media advertising and services holding company. Um, and what that means is that we operate across the broad spectrum of the digital advertising industry. And so we own and operate companies that focus on uh, on the left side of things, which is digital publishing. We operate a group of premium websites focused on moms and parenting. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, we have an ad tech business um, that is sort of high-scale, low-touch uh, um, technology that we've built uh, to help connect advertisers and uh, publishers. Okay. So you're relatively new to the company, I think December. Can you tell us you know, what due diligence you did before coming on board and what the opportunity is that, uh, that drove you to it? Yeah, indeed. I, I did join in, in December um, after a pretty significant stint at BuzzFeed. Um, and there's a few things that attracted me to the role in the company. Um, first and foremost, I'm a big believer in digital publishing and um, more specifically the importance of creating a healthy ecosystem for uh, the open web and digital publishing as a whole. You know, the, the platforms like Facebook and Google certainly scoop up a lot of the ad dollars, um, but I think there's a, there's a more important story there, which is both consumers and advertisers and their agencies want to see a healthy digital ecosystem that gives everybody choice, both consumers and brands, in, in, in how they create their, their digital life. Um, and so I believe very strongly in that. It was a big part of our efforts at, at BuzzFeed was to, was to create a healthy ecosystem for publishers. Um, you know, as, as a second part of that, um, I love the brands that um, Bright Mountain Media owns and operates. We've got some iconic brands like Cafe Mom and Mom.com and Mama's Latinas that have been around and have tremendous brand equity um, in the space with their audiences, and that's very exciting to me as well. Um, this, the, the second thing that attracted me is the fact that Bright Mountain Media Inc. Is, is a publicly traded company. And um, that gives us more flexibility, access to capital and equity, um, where we can be an active participant in, um, you know, acquiring companies that fit the model. Okay. And, and so the area that you play in, how, how big is your addressable market and is it growing? Well, I view our addressable market at this point as the, the entire digital advertising landscape, um, which is, you know, in the, in the neighborhood of $190 billion, um, you know, because we have both a publishing business and an ad tech space, uh, in, in an ad tech business, excuse me, um, it, it really allows us to ta attack um, the, the full marketplace um, of digital advertising. Okay. And can you touch on the competitive landscape and, and, and how you fit in and, in terms of uh, your edge there? Yeah, sure. Well, on the publishing side, um, you know, the brands that I mentioned, Mama's Latinas, Cafe Mom, Mom.com, um, and, and little things, I left out my last answer. 
um, combined, um, they're a top five parent media company. And so, um, you know, we are one of the five largest um, uh, portfolios of websites that's providing content to moms and parents on the web. Um, and, and so that's a great spot to be in. We know that moms are um, at, at an incredibly high percentage the uh, purchase decision makers of every home in the country. Um, they're tremendously important in purchasing decisions. And because of that, they're very, it's a very coveted audience uh, by brands. Um, they're the folks we need to influence, uh, that brands need to influence to get purchases made at a household level. And um, so it's, it's a highly attractive audience. We have it at scale, um, and it continues to be in very high demand by both brands and their advertising agencies. And, you know, that really showed up in our quarterly results where we just saw tremendous Q2 in terms of organic growth. Um, um, and so that's a great spot for us to be in. Yeah, I saw that. Very nice, by the way. Uh, so are you going to stay in that category of moms, or do you plan to branch out into other categories? Yeah, so, so our strategy there, um, you know, is really threefold. If we see an opportunity to consolidate that mom vertical, we, we will do so. I think there is still some space for consolidation within the mom vertical. Um, you know, the second thing we keep an eye on is other premium verticals. Um, I say premium because, you know, I and the company believe very strongly that that's the right place to play for publishing these days is having a very well-defined, uh, highly coveted audience um, rather than going, you know, mass audience. Uh, so, we, so we will continue to look at it from that lens. And you could imagine there are other categories that we could step into that fit that profile. Things like personal finance um, would, would be an obvious uh, idea to think about. And then the third layer would be um, any um, products or services that we can add on to our ad business in, across either or any audience segment. So you can imagine we're reaching moms. There could be opportunities to bring in new or different resources around video production or audio production or commerce expertise um, where we would be uh, expanding the revenue diversification within one of those particular audience verticals. So there's really kind of three filters we're thinking about when we talk about rolling up. Okay. And then who are your customers? Our customer, well, I, you know, we're a publisher, so we have different cohorts of customers. Uh, the most important customer for us are moms. Uh, that's who we think about every morning and every day and every week and every month is what is the content that they want to consume in what format, could be visual, could be video, could be audio, could be on a smart speaker, could be on a website, or it could be on one of our social media handles like TikTok or Snapchat. Um, so they're the primary customer that we need to, to please each and every day. Um, you know, the second customer base are brands and, and their ad agencies. So these are the brands and ad agencies that want to reach those moms and deliver a message in a compelling format. Um, so those are really our two constituents. Okay. And, and how are you driving traffic to your sites? We use a combination of uh, primarily organic traffic, and that is generally coming from search engines and social platforms. 
we use a fairly advanced set of analytics um, tools to help us understand in real time how a piece of content is performing, both from an audience standpoint and a revenue standpoint. Um, and those are not mutually exclusive. So some pieces of content drive a lot of audience and not a lot of revenue. And other times a piece of content will drive a lot of revenue and, and not a lot of audience. And, and so we, that's a dynamic um, analytics tool we use to understand the juxtaposition of audience performance and revenue performance. And we use that to make real-time decisions on uh, the next piece of content we think we should be creating. Okay. And how about partners? Do you have any strategic partners? Uh, we do have a variety of strategic partners. I think that was, you know, one of my primary focus points when I joined the company was to really think about um, how to maintain a healthy balance sheet, how to invest in the right things, when to in-house, when to, to outsource. And um, it, it led to some great analysis and debate in the company on where do we want to double down? What are the things we really want to focus on? Um, and what are the things that um, we're better off just outsourcing to, to a partner? And so I'm not going to necessarily get into naming the specific partners, but needless to say, um, over the nine months that I've been here, um, we have absolutely brought on a number of partners to handle business critical functions where we just felt like we don't need to be great at that. We need to be great at something else like content creation, and that's where we've doubled down. Okay. And in terms of the revenue model, it's, uh, is it ad agency fees, or, or what's the revenue model look like? Currently, we charge for ad space to reach our audience, and that is the primary source of our, in, our, our income is, is advertising. And as I mentioned, we sell that advertising uh, occasionally directly to brands, um, and oftentimes through their ad agencies. And they pay us a fee to reach our audience. Okay. So I imagine margins are pretty good then? The margins on our publishing business are outstanding, um, and they are very predictable and steady and are allowing us to, um, to build a very healthy business. Okay. And then in terms of revenue breakdown, uh, either by site or by type of business, can you touch on that? Well, I'm going to just fall back on our earnings report that was, was sent out a couple of weeks ago. We do not break out our revenue um, by subsidiary. We, we leave it at a holding company level, and as you can see, um, it was 135% Q2 year over year, 90% for six months. We're very happy with that. Um, we made a lot of uh, balance sheet adjustments to clean up our cost structure coming into this year. And what's really exciting is, um, number one, those changes did not impact revenue growth. We were able to actually maintain and accelerate our revenue growth while reducing our cost structure, which allowed us to, to get to break even in Q2. And so just a tremendous quarter that we're thrilled about. We think it's a great building block for the future. What drove that revenue? Well, first and foremost, it was all organic revenue growth, and um, which is which is just an incredible accomplishment by the team. Um, there, we've seen revenue growth across both subsidiaries, both premium publishing business and our ad tech business are experiencing very strong organic year-over-year -year growth. 
Um, I would say there's, there's two, to be a little more specific, there's a couple of things that I think are driving it. One is um, there is still a need and a desire from brands and ad agencies to work on curated custom ad solutions with publishers like ours. And um, not all advertising has gone automated. There's still a segment of the market that wants interesting curated custom solutions and we're an incredible partner for that because of our audience of moms. And we're seeing demand grow there. Part of the reason it's growing is ads and brand and ad agencies are slightly concerned about the deprecation of the cookie on the horizon. And with that, they know that they need to have strong publisher direct, direct relationships and partnerships with companies like ours. So that is certainly fueling growth on our publishing business and our, on our ad tech business. Uh, one thing in particular that's fueling that is a real growth in CTV consumption. Um, so consumers around the world are consuming more and more video content on connected devices and connected apps. Um, that is driving a massive growth in ad dollars spent in that vertical. And our ad tech space has developed some really nice technology that's, that's, being, uh, uh, that's attracting a lot of new buyers and sellers within that space, and it's propelling very strong year-over-year growth in that segment. What does that technology do? How is it attracting people? So we have developed um, our own ad tech stack. So we started with a, a bidder, and um, we've added a real-time exchange, and we're in the process of developing uh, a DS, an SSP, excuse me. And that is facilitating the um, selling and buying of ad placements in an automated fashion. Um, and we've happened to develop some very fast, very lightweight technology that is attractive because it's allowing us to pass those savings on to buyers and sellers while we maintain the margins that we want to get out of that business. And so um, in the ad exchange business, speed is life, right? These technologies are trying to process massive amounts of data in near real time. And we developed, through the use of an AI technology, a system, a piece of software that is processing data at an incredible rate and it's saving uh, a tremendous amount of cost on the hosting side. And we're passing that along to the marketplace, both the buyers and the sellers. And that is fueling growth in that business. Okay. So, so you had great organic uh, growth, which is wonderful. Uh, do you plan to, to pursue acquisitions? We do, indeed. And um, it will follow that kind of three-pronged um, strategy that I had referenced in the past, which is, you know, looking for, um, you know, potentially rolling up more mom audience or entering a new vertical that we feel fits the profile of being a premium niche, um, highly attractive audience, or adding products or services to, to existing publishing businesses. Are there a number of candidates out there that fit your criteria? Well, I, I don't know if I would answer that question. All I can say is that, um, you know, we're, we're being active and, and responsible. You know, I think, I think that's all I would say to that. But uh, 
we're working hard, and we're working hard on continuing to grow organically as well, which is important. So what's the biggest gating factor in terms of inhibiting growth? It is audience growth. Um, you know, we're at a, in the publishing business, we're at a certain state of maturity. Um, and so, you know, for instance, for me to go and organically double the number of moms visiting my websites is difficult. Uh, the, the days of being able to go set up a Facebook page and drive them to your site, um, it, it, you know, in any particular order of magnitude is difficult. Um, there's a certain level of saturation that exists in the marketplace. Um, and, you know, the idea of going out and, and, and buying traffic, um, the economics of that have gotten much more complicated and much more difficult as both the search engines and the social media platforms have evolved their own models. Um, so I think it's really about audience growth. Um, we're okay with that because, you know, we have an incredibly powerful and loyal mom community that remains very attractive. Um, they're very engaged. We've created an incredible new first-party data pro product called the Mom Index where we are able to um, pull insights from our audience, which is informing both our editorial output and our advertising programs. And so I'm okay um, with the size of our audience as it stands now. Would I like, love to double it? Yes. Is that going to be difficult? Yes. Um, but when you've got a highly coveted, identifiable audience like moms, um, growing it slowly over time is enough to fuel and propel the business forward. And that's exactly what you just saw in, in Q2. Okay. And so in terms of uh, just summarizing key drivers or tailwinds for you, what, what would those be? Drivers are continuing to execute um, on the sales side. So um, we've looked to add to our sales team this year and um, you know, continuing to drive more and more conversations with, with new brands and existing brands um, to educate them on the power of our mom audience uh, is a big driver, and it's been working this year, and we'll continue to, to try to fuel that. Um, along with that has been um, efforts to become more multi-sensory and multi-channel. And so we've launched a series of new podcasts. Um, Momtourage was, was a very highly rated parenting podcast for us last year. We're about to launch another Latina mom-focused podcast this year. Um, we've developed very successful video programming on Snapchat and TikTok. So really bringing to market a multi-sensory experience where moms can consume content on any platform they want in any format they want um, has been a very powerful tool for us, both driving audience and advertising engagement, advertiser engagement, excuse me. Um, so that, that's a big, big driver of the business right now, um, as well as, you know, continuing to develop new tools and features uh, in our ad tech stack um, has been uh, an important part of the success this year and will really set us up well for next year. So Matt, as we monitor the company over the next 12 months, are there any events or catalysts that we should watch for? Well, I would continue to um, monitor our success as we track through Q3. I'm excited with the number of programs we have in the pipeline. 
right now that will close either in Q3 or early Q4 that I think will generate a lot of interest in the company. Um, so that's one. And I think two is, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do on the, on the acquisition front. Um, we're active, we're engaged. Um, and, you know, it's a competitive landscape. It's, so you've got to be real smart in your evaluation. But uh, we've got a good team here working on that uh, initiative, and we'll see what happens. So is there anything you wish I asked that I hadn't asked? That's a great question, Jeff. No, I think I would just, you know, reiterate, and I think it was your first question is, you know, what, what's got you excited about the company? And I, and I would say, you know, we um, really did a lot of work on our cost structure at the end of last year coming into this year. And um, as you kind of read the headlines and you see companies, you know, taking some pain right now due to what's going on in the economy, I feel thrilled that we sort of took that on last year and, and came into this year with um, the right cost structure, the right talent, the right focus, and it's paying dividends. And so we had a plan, we've executed that plan, um, and I see continued opportunity for us to, to grow this business. Um, and that has me very excited. Very good. Well, thanks for sharing the Bright Mountain Media story. Thank you, Jeff.